it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing quite, quite a film. It was was definitely a motion picture. This was a movie um, that we watched with our brains and our eyeballs and our hearts. And we spent precious time in our lives watching this movie. And now we're going to spend precious time in our lives unpacking this movie. Un- yes, unpacking this movie. Because that is-, is what we do. We unpack, uh, we unpack the suitcase that is... Uh, the film from 2015. You're right. (laughs) Romantic cinema from the most romantic year, 2015. Yeah, 2015. Um, It was before um, a lot of things that we won't name. (laughs) Uh, So... This film, I I just can't believe this. I mean, I watched it, but I can't believe it. This film, Mr. Wright, directed by Bronwyn, (laughs) directed by, I want you to... Oh, you wanted me to say it? Uh, Paco Cabezas? I'm sure that that was like very white girl way to say the the name, but I am fine with being corrected. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And this was written by, and I didn't know this when I started it. I I swear I did not do this on purpose. This was written by Max Landis, or as we call him on Twitter, Lax Mandis. Um, (laughs) Okay, I was gonna, I was curious, because I didn't realize this was a Max Landis movie until I was partway through when I was looking it up. Um, and I was like, did Jordan pick this so that we could have discourse about oh, Max Landis? Or a horrible piece of fate that we are here um, <laughs> watching the things that he has, one of the things that he has made. I mean, fantastic. I mean, I think he made some other rom-coms. We could do all, we could do, we could do all the Max Landis I would not, I would like to not do that. (laughs) I would rather, I would rather we like try out skydiving or, you know, um, go somewhere without masks on. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I, I really had no idea. Like it's, it's wild. It's also, I'm high, but like really, and I was high when I found out that it was Max Landis and I was like, Oh my God. Like, I wish I was not high so that I could do discourse. I mean, the short version is, is that he sucks. Um, Yeah, he's, he's been, um, there are at least like eight women that have come forward with stories about him, um, varying degrees of horrible. And, um, he's also, insufferable online um yeah i remember his twitter presence like i didn't know who he was but like his tweets yeah his tweets are 
Um, it's like there's this idea that you know people on Twitter who maybe have an egg avatar and you know they interact they have like five people who follow them and then they just go yell at people there's this idea that like oh people like that are always just people with egg avatars and five followers but max landis is proof that um people like that have followings as well that trolls have followings trolls are not just anonymous people in your mentions they're also famous people with famous dads Yep. It's wreaking havoc with their personalities and their bad art and their predatorial predatorial? Is that a word? Predatorial? I don't know. Predator I, mean, I don't have a dictionary Predator. in front of me. <laughs> uh, like in a K-hole right now, so <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You know what? So this is a movie. Where Anna Kendrick falls in love with Sam Rockwell, and Sam Rockwell is a contract killer. And also somehow involved is RZA, um, (laughs) somehow, Tim Roth, um, God, what's that other one's name? There's so many of them. James Ransom, um, and I just and just a cast of characters there's a lot of hitmen in this movie there's like a whole there's like do you remember the band the polyphonic spree mm, no what, what were they yeah. what? okay well they're a band that had like 30 people and so i was gonna say that there was a polyphonic spree's worth of hitmen there were just so many hitmen i don't know how they fit them all into the movie it's so it's so crazy how many hitmen there are in this movie. Okay, because like the movie, the movie itself. Okay, so this is a movie about like hitmen and murder, and it's also a rom com. But the movie itself doesn't like it. Like it tricks us into thinking we're watching another movie, and then suddenly we're in this movie because at the beginning it's just like. Girl, girl's boyfriend cheats on her. <laughs> he comes in with the other woman into the house that he shares with her, and then just starts fucking this woman on like the kitchen table. Doesn't even turn around to look and see if she's there. <laughs> and then yeah, and then he sits her down with the other woman and is like, you know, I just have a lot of needs. And basically proposes a threesome, and then Anna Kendrick, you know, this is this is where we're meeting her, and so then she flees the scene, and stays with her friend, who is truly long suffering, um, just really dealing with so many. Katie, Katie Nara, she, um, yeah, she plays. I don't know if she's even Anna Kendrick's best friend. She just seems to be her only friend. Um, And so Anna Kendrick is staying there and she's in breakup mode. And so the movie really starts off very much like this woman's sad after a breakup and she's ready to go out in the world and just do stuff to forget about her cheating ex. And meanwhile, we have Sam Rockwell, who's this hitman. And so it's set up like, you know, boy meets girl, but uh uh-oh, there's a big problem. 
But then the movie ends up turning into just like Sam Rockwell's complicated hitman tapestry of crime, and then Anna Kendrick's there. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a pretty great summation of it. The thing is, is that there is no tension in this movie. Anna Kendrick is sad about her boyfriend. She meets Sam Rockwell. She immediately falls in love with him. He immediately falls in love with her to the point where when he says, I kill people, (laughs) she's just, she thinks about backing out and then she just comes back. That's the thing. She, it's all in one beat. She'll be like, I'm going. And then, and then he'll say something and she's like, never mind. And this happens like three times. Yeah, it's really weird that the movie, like, it's obvious that the movie is trying to be funny. Um, It doesn't really work, even though I really like Sam Rockwell. And I I think, I'm not, like, super opinionated about Anna Kendrick, but she can definitely um, act in other movies. But it's like, this movie's trying really hard to be funny and do, like, a hitman spin on, you know, finding love after a breakup. But... It's trying to do too much and it won't allow it's weird because it has high stakes when it comes to death. Like there's tons of shooting, there's tons of killing, there's tons of hitman fuckery, but it but the movie won't allow Anna Kendrick to cut off Sam Rockwell for reals at any point. Like there's no point where he's actually facing consequences from her, which is wild, truly wild. Yeah, it's their connection is so strange. They meet <laughs> at a gas station. So that's that's the thing. Yeah. It was like all those like condoms. It was like condoms were ever flying everywhere. Yeah, it's like I think Anna bumps into the condoms and then a bunch of them fly up in the air. And then the movie starts doing this thing that it does for the rest of the movie where it randomly does slow motion, which is awful. It's terrible. (laughs) It's so bad. It randomly does slow motion and then um, it will show you like their facial expressions, almost comic book style. Mm -hmm. and And then like pause a shot on Sam Rockwell catching a bunch of condoms and then it like gets back to okay now we're back to normal speed and like i guess it's supposed to be i don't know i don't know if max landis thought he was making a marvel movie i'm not sure what's happening there but it doesn't work it's annoying um but this is how they meet is in this gas station and she's just like really shocked by his reflexes and rather than having even like the smallest bit of exchange to lead up to this he immediately asks her out he's like so do you want to go on a date Like, literally, he just caught condoms and is, like, propositioning her. And Mm -hmm. she, this is maybe the only scene where she seems to have any sense of self-preservation or boundary when it comes to him. And she, she's basically roasting him. She's like, what are you talking about? Why would I go get murdered by you? And his game is never good. Like, it's no. it's not like he becomes charming after that. He just keeps being creepy, and then she eventually decides she likes it, and before we know it, she's on a date with him, which says a lot about Max Landis. He goes, like, they go on the date, he goes and he kills someone, and then he comes back to the date, and then he nonchalantly tells her, oh yeah, I had to go kill someone, and she's just like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, like she assumes he's kidding. Like he, I guess to his credit, he never lies to her. He tells her all this crazy stuff about his life, but she just assumes he's kidding because of course he's not a hitman. Of course he's not traveling all over the world doing these things. And I mean, to be fair, I, I don't think most of us would believe some guy if he said that. But it also wouldn't make me want to go to a second location if I knew nothing else about him. <laughs> like, that kind of joking is funny when you know already that the person isn't going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, her poor friend, who's just trying to get her to be level-headed, just like this sad blonde woman just standing in the same position every single time she's in. Like, like oh, I feel so awful for that. She's just truly, this whole time, she's just like, what is wrong with you? And she's really a good friend because she tells Anna. She doesn't just, you know, side-eye during a situation. She will just call it out and be like, why are you seeing a guy already? You don't know this guy. He's probably not safe. Um, For a lot of the movie, she doesn't know his fucking name. (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh. One of the most ridiculous scenes in this movie, which is saying something since the whole movie is ridiculous, um, they've, they've hung out for a few days. They've had, you know, one of those three day long dates where you just do stuff, spend the night, bond, all of that. And at the end of it, they're at her apartment and she asks him, she's like, I just realized I don't know your name. And while this has been fun, you know, I want to know your name now. And then he has this whole weird thing about how he hates his name. And rather than taking that as a red flag or asking, okay, can I call you a nickname? She just is like, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. And I'm like, no, come on, come on. Also, like, it really does prove how unhinged he is that he's not even being a good manipulator. Like, it's not even like he made up a fake name. He's just, like, laying out how, like, how batshit he is. Like, Like, I don't even, the scene where... I can't even talk about this like chronologically because just every scene oh, no. is just it's just so hard. The scene where they're like on the date at home and he just throws a knife at her because he knows that she's gonna catch it. Oh that- my god, okay, Jordan! <laughs> I literally was like yelling. I was yelling. Um, I I could not like. So, you know, by the time the scene happens, he's already killed people while they were on dates and she thought he was kidding. So she doesn't know. But then she like brings up, oh, you have really quick reflexes. Like, how did you catch all those condoms at the store? And he had this whole, I don't know what this writing was even trying to do, but he's basically like, you know, I think of everything as an island and it's being held up by a current. And all you have to do is, like, tap into the current. And I have this special power where I connect to the pulse. And then he does that bullshit, like, pickup artist thing where he's like, you do too. I can tell that you can connect to the pulse. And she's kind of like, wow, this guy's, like, really hot. And then he fucking throws a knife in the air and catches it. And the knife is, like, in front of her. Like, it could have cut her face. And then she rightfully, one of the only times in the movie where I respect her, freaks out, tells him he needs to leave. And instead of leaving, because he is certifiable, certifiable hitman, he throws knives at her. His whole thing is like, I am drawn to you because I know you have this power. And again, this movie, like, 
okay, suspension of disbelief, I can do that for days. But this movie doesn't set any precedent for this to be something that any anyone would be on board with. He He's like, you have this power too. And then he throws a knife at her and she catches it. And she's like, oh my God, I do. And I'm like, what the fuck are you, what the fuck just happened to my life that this movie is happening? Okay, so like, okay. So the very first scene in this movie is like this like montage of kids saying who they want to be when they grow up, which I felt personally attacked personally attacked by the fact that the first kid was like a black kid that was like I want to be a cop anyway that's oh, yeah, I, that as well. I was like why anyways yeah <laughs> anyway yeah so it was that and then when we get to little Anna Kendrick she's just like I want to be a T-Rex I'm yes. a T-Rex I'm a T-Rex and so the movie wants us to take that little snippet and just be like, that's her whole thing. She's got like dinosaur in her. She's got a little. It's so bad. <laughs> like, I hate it so much, Jordan. Like, I, I understand like children say things like that. And it's cute when kids say that when 30 year old women say shit like that. It makes me understand why some people don't want women to vote. Like, I'm just like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. Go read a book and have an orgasm. Oh, my God. I hated this character so much. I know it's irrational, but, like... <laughs> I, just, I mean... <laughs> I just couldn't do it. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the T-Rex thing. Like, this movie's really trying to make it this, like, quirky thing. Like this thing she said when she was a kid is now part of her identity. And you know what? That could work if it was something that was interesting or actually funny, like funny enough to work for an adult as well. Did you, um, did you notice that like when the scene, when she breaks up with the boyfriend, she has this bottle and it's, and it sounds like it has liquid in it when she picks it up and then it like, she throws it at his head. Is he dead? Oh my God. I was wondering that too. I was like, did she just kill him? Or like, did she break his nose? Like, this movie just really doesn't care about picking up the pieces. And the things that it cares about picking up the pieces for are, like, hitmen that we've seen on screen for four minutes. And, like, Max Landis just must, you know, explain everything about their lives. And honestly, I would be down for that if it was a good movie. Like, but (laughs) it's not. So then we just get all this weird explanation with these side characters. And then there's all these huge loose ends in the actual main plot. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really know what the plot is. It's like, because they just decide that they're in love with each other, and then suddenly she's just there for all of the other trauma, and she gets kidnapped, and then she's like, you know what? And then she kills people. And she, she's <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a T-Rex, I'm a dinosaur, I'm killing people now. Yeah, this she- is a movie about a woman who... um was very vulnerable after a breakup, uh, never really had a grasp of how to take care of herself, um, just, like, mental health-wise, and then got in with the worst man possible and then turned into... Not turned into him, but turned into her worst version of herself. Because it's supposed to... I, I feel like the movie wants us to think it's cute and funny that at the end of it, they both kill people. <laughs> yeah that's just the relationship that's that's how they bond and like i'm down for a crime couple you know like i can fuck with like a crime romance 
But not this. Not these people. Not them just killing people. <laughs> like, I... Why? Like, why, specifically? Because I can't figure it out why it doesn't work. It's it's so strange. Well, it's weird, because like I said, I really like Sam Rockwell, and I feel really bad that he's here. Um, I feel like he's really trying to make it work, and like, he's a charming actor. Um, but... I just think the way it was written, it never gives them a chance to really get vulnerable. Like all of it is banter. Most of the banter is Sam Rockwell saying horrible things that he's done. And then Anna reacting, um, but never really calling him out. And like he, we don't know anything about her. We don't know if she has a job. We don't know anything except the fact that she had a boyfriend. We know everything about Sam. So like, she's really just this sad woman who's now smitten with him. And we don't know anything about her life. He never asks about her life. She asks about his life and he, he tells her what he wants, but there's no like real vulnerable point for them to connect. And there's also outside of that, because this isn't the kind of movie that would probably go super deep with that. Anyways, there's not really a reason for them to kill people. Like he was hired to be a hitman, but he's been trying to get away from that life. But now he's just a serial killer because he has anger problems and, you know, a trail of people after him. And then she just decides to kill people. If they had a reason for killing people, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I'm not saying, oh, it'd be cool. No, but like if the movie gave us some sort of bonding, like sense of justice, then there would be at least a chance at it working. But it just doesn't try that. It just, yeah, it, it just like a video game or something weird because like she immediately starts getting horny from just like violence <laughs> and i'm just like yeah it's almost like a movie be... about kink is this not like, actual kink there's not like any point where like she's like easing herself into it it's like she's off then she's on and then she stays on the entire time like she every single time she delivers a line to him it's just like she's just like wet and also she's just like whenever sam rockwell isn't in the room she's like where's sam rockwell like she's constantly asking where he is and constantly looking for him and then running into other people and then killing them or whatever and then going back to look for him it's just weird it's like yeah it's like a video game it's like oh the quest is to find your boyfriend but you can kill all of these people on your way there yeah and i feel like the movie wants us to believe that she's really into him because a she finds him you know attractive and charming but also he's so obsessed with her right away like he's like i want to be with you he's the first to say i love you but he's also like a murderer and it's very clear like all of the things that are supposed to be charming about him are just like abuser red flags like he's love bombing her um he wants to keep her all to himself he's not trying to get to know her friends um he's not really trying to get to know anything about her he's just trying to absorb her into his life he is like a pet name for her so quickly i can't remember what it was but it's he monster it's so bad it, he's so he just like immediately starts like it's just so weird it would be like if i was going out with a guy like twice and suddenly started calling me baby like we're not at the baby stage i don't know you yeah it's not you <laughs> it's just like why are you forcing this if it's gonna happen that's gonna happen 
it's yeah, and it's also just what <laughs> I also can we talk like I mean, there's not really anything to unpack here, but I just want to mention on the whole um, plot line of her long suffering friend who God bless her. Um, there's one point where she brings Anna Kendrick with her to her work, which is a cat. It's like a shelter for cats. Um, and Anna Kendrick sees one of the cats and is like, Oh, I love that cat. That cat's feral. Like me, I'm feral. And then she decides to open the cage and her friend who works with the cats is like, don't do that. This cat is going to attack you. So she opens it, ignores her friend. And then the cat attacks both of their faces, mostly her friend's face. So her friend is all bloody and scratched up. And Anna Kendrick is just like chattering on about how like, oh, I thought this cat was a metaphor. I thought this cat was me. And her friend's like, can you please go home? <laughs> so just like, I don't know, like the movie, you can show people going through a breakup and you can show people being a little annoying and selfish and still have them be likable. But this movie didn't seem to know how to do that at all. No, she's she's just a really thoughtless person. And like, and nobody so cares about her friend at all. No, it's just like this weird codependent pairing, and it's just like it's a I I don't understand it, and it creeps me out, and I can't figure out what's creepiest about it. About about their pairing, their relationship. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint what's creepiest because literally everything about it is creepy. Like they met at a gas station. <laughs> and then they spend three days straight together and they buy matching shirts during their first date. Um, he murders someone on their second date. Um, they also like have sex at her friend's place and totally scare her friend because her friend doesn't know a man's there. Like everything that they do is awful. <laughs> so it's really hard to pinpoint what the worst part of their relationship is. It's He's just also a, just, like, like so much older than her. What? He's, oh, I'm saying that he's also, like, so much older than her, and it just, it almost just seems like a weird thing where I, I just felt like a lot of yes daddy energy, and I'm just like, excuse me. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of yes daddy energy. I'm, I would be surprised. I would not be surprised if she even says that in the movie where she's like, yes, daddy. Um, it's like, it's like we're supposed to be turned on by this for some, somehow. And I just don't know how. This is truly one of the least sexy movies that we've covered for the pod. And we have covered a lot of not sexy movies, but I was like, like they have sex in this movie. Um, but it's it's just like one of the least sexy movies ever. The the cinematography, the coloring of everything, um, it feels like it's like one of those family photos you could get taken at Walmart or something. Like it's just like fluorescent. Everything's just like somehow washed out and too bright at the same time. Um yeah it, it, it looks like shit like the movie looks like shit really ugly it's really ugly and and i did i did enjoy some of the ridiculous costumes that a few of the hitmen wore like they were very cartoonish and i i thought that was fun but yeah. the movie was so ugly it was hard to even enjoy that i was like oh give that 
Give that man in his little vest some good lighting. <laughs> I... What is there to say about this? There's not a lot to say about this one because... Um, oh my god! Really I forgot, I forgot with the romance, so it's hard for us to really go deep on it because it's like just a series of kind of absurd dates that turn into murders. And also, like at one point in the movie, he puts her friend in the closet, and she and Anna Kendrick just like watches it happen. It's just like, oh yeah, I'll let you out later. I'll let you out later. Okay, yeah, I was literally going to say the last time that we see her friend, she's in a closet, so we don't know for sure. But it's likely that Anna Kendrick killed her ex-boyfriend and left her friend to suffer. I'm sure her friend survived, but just left her friend locked in a closet after her friend took her in and fed her. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's this whole, like, period of the movie like five minute period of the movie where like Anna Anna Kendrick does set a boundary um because she finally realizes that he actually was killing people and he wasn't joking because she sees him kill someone and so she's like take me home and then and then you know like I don't want to see you again he's like but I love you (laughs) like okay and then um a cop comes and he is like doing five different accents. I don't know what was happening. Um, and he he uh, reveals that he reveals um, basically like the whole arc, the whole crime arc, um, and of Sam Rockwell's career and how he's like no longer technically a hitman, but he's been doing this thing where he gets revenge on people who hire him. And so he kills people who want to hire him because he thinks that that's somehow justice. Um, and he reveals Sam Rockwell's name, which is Francis. Um, and basically like Anna and her friend are worried that they're going to get hurt, which is like the only reasonable response. It's like being worried that this dangerous man is going to come back. But then literally after this whole explanation, I think, okay, the movie's going to move a different direction. Like we're going to try to get away from him. He comes to the apartment and he brings a body and he's like, Oh, sorry, babe. I got to put this body somewhere. And Anna Kendrick's like, okay. And then she's just back into him. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) She just gets turned on by this body. Like, she's like, is he dead? And he's like, nah. And she just immediately is just like, okay. <laughs> it's Yeah, she's just so, very like, oh. It's just, it's just so sexy how you came and you brought a gift. And you just, I don't know. Like, you, you know, I... If this movie wasn't a comedy or if this movie was made by, like, a a good director, I could see me totally being into this. It could be a little, like, could put a little lynch in in there. You could, you know, muss it up a little bit, you know, give it some, give it some arty quirk or whatever. But, like, what they're trying to do here is, like, not going really far enough in the weird direction. And also, I, this... I feel like the film is supposed to be more erotic than it is. And the problem with that is that I can't see 
Anna Kendrick is as an erotic presence. She's like a cute presence. It's like and I don't am I being, in, am in, I being shitty? I don't know. I don't know if no, I'm No, you're shitty. not you're not being shitty. I feel the same way. And in this movie specifically, her character is written very immature, so it's very hard for her to be erotic when she's like I don't know, like a a 29 year old who acts like she's 14. Like there's nothing hot about that. And Sam Rockwell's just like deeply unhinged. So it's very hard for that to be erotic. And, and it's like the movie wants to be more erotic than it is, but then it's also very slapstick. And yeah, and I mean, there are too many dudes. If you want to be too erotic. many dudes, way too many dudes. Like talking I don't about understand. what guns they're using to kill people. And like, yeah, it's funny that Riz is there, but it's also just like, what is happening in this movie? Yeah, I mean, I love how Rizzo just fixes everything in the end and then, like, gives him, like, a thing of gummy bears, green gummy bears. Yeah, there's this ongoing bit that Sam Rockwell and Rizzo both love the green gummy bears. So, like, they'll see each other and have exchanges where they're talking about killing people all casually. And again, it's like, it is something that could work. You know, I kept thinking about Barry and how good that show is. And how that show has love, it has hitmen, it has all of the same ingredients, but it's done really well. Um, so it's not like you can't have these different themes. It's just that this movie doesn't do it. No, it it truly doesn't. Um, <laughs> do we want to say anything else? I don't know. Um She became a dinosaur. I don't know. Uh, there was just no, yeah, there was just no tension. There's nothing to talk about. Like, she, like, they just immediately are just like a two-headed monster, and there's nothing <laughs> that can really break them apart. So there's really nothing to talk about. And also, they're supposed to have such a great sex life, but we never really see that. And whenever we do see Anna Kendrick, she's in, she's dressed like someone, like, I, you know, I, iCarly or something like it's, it's very, very weird. weird yeah like the one scene that seems to imply sex very directly and it's not just them getting horny while they kill people um she's wearing like a muumuu with dragons on it or something and he's fully clothed wearing like a hawaiian shirt <laughs> like it was definitely not doing it for me <laughs> i mean i'm glad that wasn't doing it for me because then i'd have to do to live with myself but um, yeah, I mean, there's not very much more to say about this movie, except that it doesn't really know what it's doing. It, like, I feel like Sam Rockwell was really trying hard. I think Anna Kendrick was, too. I just think her character was somehow even less likable than his, which is wild. Um, it just didn't feel like a grown woman. Um, no, no, it didn't, and and it just seemed like so. And it, and her relationship with him seemed so paternal too. And yeah, I was just like, it was oh, very creepy. Know. Yeah, it creeped me. Her out. friend was really the only person that I cared about. Like I cared about her friend, and I cared about Riza, and I don't even remember the names of like the other fifty hitmen. I just remember some of their outfits. Yeah, you know the, the hitman rom com is a very hard. Thing to do uh one of the few times that i've seen it done well is gross point blank with john cusack and minnie driver 
so I would say just watch that movie. Also, more people just need to remember that Minnie Driver is around and she's great. She is fantastic. But yeah, yeah that's how you do it, where it's like, it's funny and there's not too many characters and it's very, you know, like the story is contained, you know. Have you seen it, Bronwyn? I have, yeah. It is yeah. much better than this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I definitely think people should not watch this movie. It's only an hour and a half, um, but it's a long hour and a half. It feels um, very long. Yeah, like you feel like, sometimes I feel like time moves really fast. And when I watch really bad movies, I can feel how long time takes. <laughs> and this is one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we we love you. Um, our theme song is by Clutch Douglas, great Seattle band. We hope that everyone is continuing to um, drink water and be nice and wear masks and wash your hands. And um, we love ratings on iTunes. You don't even have to write words. You could just put stars and... Um, we're part of Lunar Light Studios. You should totally check out all of the other podcasts. Fantastic community. Um, yeah. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye. Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.